Tonight's producers of the month for the month of February are Eric Ryan and Corey Stevens. And if you want to be producer of the month, go to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried and send us some suggestions. Hi. <laughs> and and that's Frank Santopadre. <laughs> I'm Gilbert Gottfried. And if I have this correct, this is Gilbert and Frank's colossal, amazing... Uh, see, I didn't get it right. Nope, nope, reverse them. Amazing... Col- ah, forget it. Obsessions. <laughs> that's it. Yes. I think you referred to yourself as Gilbert Godfrey in the intro. Is that possible? Uh, yes, okay. yes. Because yeah. uh, you're I often confused. I wanted to anglicize it. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, I wanted to have a more Gentile. I understand. Before we start, you had a couple of tweets you wanted to uh, mention yes. from people? Yeah. One of them was, I think his name was Ben Greenman. Oh, I know Ben Greenman. And He's a writer. He, and he said that, you know, he, he liked the episode yeah. with Gino Conforte. And he says that this podcast proves over and over again that you don't need to be afraid of your 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, isn't that a nice thing? Yeah. Wow. Wow, I didn't see that. He didn't share that with me. Ben is a very accomplished writer who wrote a biography of Brian Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so, got to have, have him here, actually. We're going to have him on a mini-episode. So I, I, that one really struck me because that's, that's it's kind sweet. of like our intention yeah. to do that. And because we're both, you know, approaching our 80s. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, we would have said, fuck that. That's when you're senile and yeah. you should die. Yes. Now we're a little more open. Well, I hired a trainer recently, so I'm feeling spry. Yeah. What was, I did. I did. She comes to the house. It's great. What did you want to say? What was the other tweet? Oh, the other one, I think, was from Adam. Uh-huh. And he said that movie I was in that I still haven't seen, I don't plan to. Which one? Funky oh, Monkey. Oh he, oh, he tweeted about Funky Monkey? He said that cost $30 million Are you serious? To make. <laughs> and then there were legal problems because they found out that the investors were given an inflated uh, wow. budget. Wow. And so there were legal... Scandal. That would make a better movie than the movie itself. Yeah, why won't you watch it? Aren't you yeah. curious? It's it's kind of... It, I, that scam sounds like the producers. <laughs> it does. It really does. The scam that got Trump elected. I would like to thank uh, two people, four people, actually. I want to thank two artists. This gentleman, I showed this to you. This is from a gentleman named Harry Blackfoot. I love his name. Yes, um, and this is a, uh, it's a Steve, it's you and a Steven Seagal kind of a movie parody. Oh uh, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, bad guys will bleed from their ears. 
and the title of the movie is Shrill Justice. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume he was inspired by our episode where we talked about action, bad action movie taglines. Oh, yes. Uh, but this is great uh, art. Uh, terrific Photoshop art. And also Steve Hanna, who does such wonderful stuff for us. He did that Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving. Oh, great. And he did us as zombies for Halloween yes. where we were decomposing. And he just did the Cesar Romero one with the orange wedges. Where <laughs> Did you see that? Where our faces were on orange wedges? Oh, no. Did I not show this I, one to yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, I, I got to show see you. this it's one. It's on my phone. But Steve, uh, you know, he doesn't miss a holiday. And uh, we we love getting this stuff. It, I, it inspires us. I forget us. now. Is there some connection with Caesar Romero on nah, Orange Wedges? I'll try to dig it up on my yeah. Facebook page, but it's, <laughs> right now it's going to take me a while. But I'll show it to you. A great job by Steve Hanna and Harry Blackfoot. And we love the art. We love the Photoshop. We love yes. the illustrations. Uh, it's always a surprise. We also love coming into Nutmeg and, and having Frank hand us packages, which happened tonight. We got from a gentleman named uh, Tony Denera. I hope I'm saying that right. D-E-N-E-R-A. Tony D., uh, sent a nice, uh, so he calls himself the girly man, <laughs> joining oh Arnold, Rise of the Girly Man, I, Tony De Niro. get into that. Yes, he sent us a nice book for Gilbert's children, which was very sweet. And also, I'm leaning off Mike to pick it up, uh, from Philip Glatz, he sent Gilbert a, a commemorative Bill Cosby coin. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It, yeah. it has a different meaning now yes, than it, does. it used to. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not 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 legal tender. Uh, and from Philip, Philip sent me orange wedge cufflinks. Still trying to figure out what that means. No, there's no connection. Mm. There's no connection. I, I don't remember ever talking about orange wedges. Yeah, we want to th- <laughs> we want to thank everybody for their generosity and keep the art coming. Uh, you don't have to keep the gifts coming, but we love we do love getting them. So, without further ado, we have a premise here. For this mini episode, uh, Paul is not here this week. I know you're heartbroken about uh, that. Oh, yes. Paul is in Italy. <laughs> there's, there's something there. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's doing research. He's doing long-distance oh, research. And someone corrected me. Now, I said, when I said Frankenstein 1960, yes, yes. that I wasn't sure right, you said of it. the year. You said I it. said that. Yes, you said it. And people are going... Oh, it was 1970. They live for it. Yeah, and I, I said I wasn't sure. And then someone even said... I know who it and, was. I have no names. And you claim to be a big fan of... I never claimed to be. The people who made that film know it's a piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> so back the truck up. Uh... <laughs> I cleaned that up because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be snooty to our, uh, our 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 loyalists. Oh yeah. Uh, no jokes about Paul being in Italy. I'm going to move right past that. <laughs> this is uh, producer of the month. Well, by Paul being in Italy is the most he's helped this show. <laughs> Just being as far away from the show. Italy's not quite far is, enough. Is a great help. <laughs> Next. If he could get on the space shuttle, <laughs> this show would be perfect. <laughs> Paul, we love you and miss you. Come on home. Now, we're going to combine, because it's Oscar week, and we're going to combine two producer of the months, uh, one from Eric Ryan, our friend Eric Ryan, who sends us lots of goodies and loves the show, is obsessed with the show and tweets about it constantly, 
and a gentleman named Corey Stevens. They both pitched ideas for um, Oscar-themed ideas. Eric's was Oscar Injustices, oh. which we'll talk about a little bit. I have a list here, and I want to get your take. And Corey Stevens wants to know, of the last 20 best pictures, which do we think will hold up the best over time? Ooh, that's so I, a good one. So I have a list, and we'll tick them off. But let's start with... Um, Let's start with uh, Eric with uh, Oscar Injustices. Now, uh, he writes, uh, blah, 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 which which Oscar films or nominations do you feel? Uh, do you? I can't even read my own writing. Uh, but he's basically asking us about snubs, about yeah. actors who were nominated or not nominated. Now, wasn't uh, Raging Bull, it didn't win? No, it didn't win. It lost to Ordinary People. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one off the top and, of your head. And one that they kind of corrected the following year is Rod Steiger didn't win the award for the pawnbroker. Oh, that's correct. And it went to Lee Marvin and Cat Baloo. So the next year they gave it to Rod Steiger for Heat of the Night. In the night. Heat of the Night. You think so? That You think they were correcting? Yeah, it's, yeah, it seemed like we screwed him the first time over. That's happened a couple of times. I mean, Paul oh, yeah. Paul Newman did not did not get the Oscar for the verdict. Yes, which he truly deserved, and they wound up giving him uh, for the color of money. Oh yeah, which was a, yeah. a, a an okay performance. Yeah, we brought back like Eddie Fe- Fast Eddie Felson, but so many performances that he should have been nominated oh, for. Oh my god! Or or, yeah. or at least he possibly he was nominated but didn't win. I got some winners here for you, Gil. Um, no Oscar. Here, here's my problem with Oscar. Um, uh, I have a couple of different problems with Oscar, but as my pal Rick Willett knows from our, our previous conversations about this, I'm always, he's an Oscar buff and I'm always breaking his balls about this kind of stuff. No Oscar for Hitchcock, for Barbara Stanwyck, for Chaplin or Cary Grant. Wow. In, in their, in their, uh, acting and directing careers, honorary yeah. Oscars. Yeah. There's been a bunch of those. Who you assume yeah. have gotten like a thousand each. Yeah. How do you not give Hitchcock yeah. at any point an Academy Award? But no, he was not even nominated for North by Northwest. Wow. Which is rather shocking. Uh they were all awarded honorary Oscars uh at some point. Here's here's a weird one. Citizen Kane won Oscar. Oh yeah. And only for screenplay. Well, like Citizen Kane, uh the Hollywood community was kind of scared of because mm-hmm. um, oh, because of Hearst, yeah, because he put the fear of God in everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, William Randolph Hearst had control over the media. Yeah, and and so nobody wanted to support that film. It won Best Original Screenplay uh, for Herman Mankiewicz uh, and Wells. I assume I think Wells collaborated on that, but um, no, nothing else. Yeah, not, not Best Picture. Uh, Wells himself did not win, um, but you you give a, a logical explanation for it. Singing in the Rain, 1952, loses to The Greatest Show on Earth. Oh, wow. How is that possible? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's one. And it's one of those where everybody remembers Singing in the Rain. And nobody remembers yeah. The Greatest <laughs> Show. I remember Jimmy Stewart as the clown. Yes. And I, Charlton, Hest, Charlton he- Heston's in it. Wait a second. Was Jimmy Stewart a clown who was actually a doctor? I 
think so. Yeah. I have seen bits and pieces of that movie. Someone gets hurt. It's, it's an entire in the circus, and him as the clown, uh, you know, works on this guy and saves. Him. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. Well, we'll put it out there to people. I'm sure they will let us now know. Now they'll start screaming at me. It's a Cecil B. De- yeah, you call yourself a Jimmy Stewart expert. <laughs> It's a Cecil B. DeMille picture. I must have killed more men than Cecil B. DeMille. You know what that's from? No. Blazing Saddles. Oh, wow. When the Waco kid, when Gene, Gene Wilder yes. is talking about <laughs> his, his days as a gunslinger. Um, here's another one that's going to really bug you. 1957, Tony Curtis not nominated for The Sweet Smell of Success. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How is that possible? Uh, and making it hurt all the more was that the best supporting actor that year went to Red Buttons for Sayonara. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Lancaster was nominated either. Yeah, no, I don't think so. uh, Yeah. For that, for, um, that's that's really strange. Um, Here's one that's going to bug you too. Hitchcock lost best director. He was nominated for Vertigo in 1958, which is now on top of everybody's all-time... Uh, American film list. I think it, it replaced Citizen Kane on the AFI Which list. It's one of those weird things. Yeah, also that weird. I don't understand. Like, so if you love Citizen Kane, don't love it anymore. Right, because Vertigo, yeah. Vertigo bumped it from the spot. Yeah. I think it was just a reason to make the list relevant. Again. Oh, exactly. Newsworthy again. Uh, Hitchcock was nominated, but he lost Best Director to Vincent Minnelli for Gigi. Ah, and again. Yeah. Nobody's talking about Gigi. <laughs> and every- they are talking about Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. it was Very a, good. It was a long way to go. Well, for a that joke. was a nice pun. Yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now back to the show. Let's see. Here's another one uh, that that uh, gets under my skin. Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, uh, best director, uh, 2001, loses to uh, Carol Reed for Oliver. How about that? Yes. 1968. Who's talking about Oliver? No one. People are talking yeah. about 2001. So it's interesting that the other... Uh, our other listener asks which of these films stand the test of time because we're talking about oh, films yeah. that won the award and have not stood the test of time. Uh, Carol Reed, a fine director, by the way, who made yes. The Third Man, which is a wonderful picture. Yes. And No Way Out with your your buddy James Mason. Um, here's one. Uh, Rocky, 1976. A nice movie. Yeah. But it won oh, Best Picture over Taxi Driver Network. Ah. And all the president's men. Wow. I'm not sure about that. I guess it's personal taste. But again, I think, well, that one is that one is less egregious. Here, here's one that bugs me. 1979, Roy Scheider 
and P- uh, Roy Scheider and all that jazz, um, best actor, uh, and Peter Sellers for being there, they lose in the category of best actor to Dustin Hoffman for Kramer versus Kramer. Ah. Which I don't think was as special a performance. You know, they... Uh, but this is all opinion, of course. If if we ever get Richard Dreyfus on the show... We have to get him. We have to ask him. He's been him going this. through some hard times. Uh, Richard Dreyfus was the one originally wanted to star... Oh, yeah, in all, that, all jazz. that jazz. That's right. And I think there's footage. Get, I think there's rehearsal footage or something. It exists somewhere. Yeah. And he, he didn't get along with the director. Fosse. They were arguing back and forth. And he used to uh, complain uh, to his best friend, Roy, Roy Scheider. Scheider. Right. And then Roy Scheider says, gee, I think I'd like to do this. <laughs> and he did and got nominated for an Academy yes. Award. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Dreyfus had that, that great line where he said, nobody needs to see my fat Jew ass <laughs> prancing around on the... On the screen. He was very self-deprecating about it. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was that they clashed. He, he was probably doing yeah. a lot of cocaine at that time. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they can. Coming off an Oscar for The Goodbye Girl. Oh, that's right. In 78 or 77. But uh, I don't know if they clashed or, it was, or Dreyfus just decided, no, I'm not. Cut out for a musical. Yeah. And nobody, who would think Roy Scheider could carry him, you know, could carry I that guess. that role. He's terrific in it. Uh, the thing that bothered me about that that year, and I remember caring a lot that year, is one of the, maybe the last times I was passionate about the Oscars, but I was hoping Sellers would win for playing Chance the Gardener uh, in in being there because it was it was a career capper. Yes. He was, he was in failing health. He always had the bad ticker. Yeah. He, as I think he... He only made one more film. He made the fiendish plot of oh, Fu Manchu yes. instead of going out on on being there, which is kind of a tragedy. But it, I I really wanted him to get that kind of that that kind of career yes. achievement Oscar, whereas Hoffman's career was still young. Now Bob Fosse, the funny thing is, if you watch him dance, you see where Michael Jackson. Oh, Bart a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and of course Quincy Jones. Oh, yes. Said Michael Jackson was a thief, as well as Quincy Jones <laughs> saying that Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor. We had that on a previous show. <laughs> but <laughs> you're you free can, associating again. You can never say that <laughs> sentence enough. Marlon Brando <laughs> fucked Richard Pryor. Well, wait a minute. How do you know who was the top? <laughs> maybe, well, maybe. I, Maybe it was the other way around. I like to picture Mm -hmm. a (laughs) 700-pound Marlon Brando climbing on a terrified (laughs) Richard Pryor. More terrified than he when he caught fire. (laughs) To have Marlon Brando mounting him. When we when we have Richard Donner on the show, you're going to ask him about about Brando I, uh, that's all I'm mounting ask Richard him. Pryor. You know, speaking of of Bob Fosse, uh, I didn't write it down, but some people consider Fosse winning Best Director for Cabaret, yeah. over Coppola for The Godfather. Oh wow! Two completely different yes. films and two wonderful directing jobs. See, but a lot that one's of, a matter of taste, but a, a lot of people consider that an outrage. A lot of times, these problems. Or injustices are because you're narrowing it down to one thing. Yes. And you're making it a horse race. Yes, absolutely. 
and it's and, really apples and oranges, which is a cliche, but and and it it should be. I'm a, it should be. Hey, this was a really good movie, and this was a really good movie. This was a great performance. This, but when you make it like, well, this guy gave the great performance, and then the others, the loser. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, well, there's no best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that was that was Brando's contention that why he wouldn't accept the award. <laughs> Back to Brando <laughs> and George C. Scott, who also wouldn't show up. Oh didn't, yeah. Didn't show up when he won for Patton. Yeah. And then Brando sent Sashim Littlefeather. Oh my. <laughs> which God. we did a whole episode about with Artie yeah. Lang. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when you did Artie Lang, when you did, uh, excuse me, Tracy Morgan, <laughs> that's what led to the Hocapontas yeah. conversation. Uh, I'm not accepting this award because <laughs> I'm Hocapontas. That's, what, that's how we got there. We were talking about Brando uh, refusing to accept his. And I think Brando said, I would rather fuck Richard Pryor in did the he? ass. <laughs> Then, wow! Then, then, yeah, <laughs> that explains it, it, a lot. It was in all the papers. <laughs> I don't it remember made that. the headlines. I I'd rather fuck Richard Pryor in the ass. I don't remember that. Then, then accept the Academy Wow, Award. that is that is putting a fine point on it. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And as long as we're talking about Dustin Hoffman, yes. Uh, when I wanted him to win, I didn't want him to win over Sellers. When I wanted him to win in '82 for Tootsie, oh yeah, which he deserved. God damn it, yes. He lost to Ben Kingsley for Gandhi. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's another one. Well, that it, pisses me off. See, he had Ben Kingsley had one of those like holy. Parts where well, you got to give yeah. them the award. Well, it's it's also a physical transformation part, yes. which the Academy tends to go for. You know, when when women, uh, oh, when they make themselves ugly, like Charlize Theron for Monster. Yeah, forget yeah. it. You yeah. had to give her that because yes. she's beautiful, right? And she looked ugly in that, right? And or Linda Hunt playing a man, a boy in the Year of Living Dangerously. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and who will probably get it this year. Is uh, Robbie, um, what's an Margot Robbie? Oh, Margot Robbie for turning into Tanya Harding. Yeah, yeah she's great once in the film, again, though. beautiful girl. Yeah. That's interesting. Making herself homely. Yes, well, you know what the gimp factor is. Oh, yes, yeah, any cripple. Yeah, my left foot, Rain Man. It's a long list. Yes. Yeah, Charles, Cliff Robertson and Charlie. It's a very, very long list. I, I uh, You know, you watch that film, again, uh, Tootsie did not win Best Picture. Not only did Hoffman lose to Kingsley, but Tootsie lost to Gandhi. Yes. And for my money, good film. Uh, not a film that is going to stand the test of time the way Tootsie does. Yeah, and people love films about the suffering of a real-life person. Yes. Well, Oscar does. Oh, yes. For sure. That's it. For sure. Yeah, that day, Oscar goes crazy. Uh, here are a couple of other snubs. Like, what was the one Meryl Streep played who put the unions together? Uh, oh, God. The unions? You mean Norma Ray? Uh, yeah. I oh, guess that was Sally was, Field. Yeah, there was Norma Ray, but then there was also a Meryl Silkwood. Oh, it's Silkwood. Right. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah, but oh, she's the woman exposed to the nuclear radiation. Yeah. Karen, Karen Silkwood. You know, real-life person, and they're suffering. I'm not sure she won for that. Oh. So... So, uh, well, I think what won that year 
was Marlon Brando fucking Richard Pryor in the ass. Now, a lot of times... That gets mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> they won best performance by a group or duo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, let me get through these. You're killing me. Uh, here's Raging Bull losing to Ordinary People. You mentioned yes. in '80. In '90, Goodfellas lost to Dancing with Wolves. Oh yeah, yeah. Another film that I don't think no, no one talks about will Dancing endure. It's a good film, yeah. But well, I don't and and you know revive the western a little bit. But uh, I mean, Goodfellas and uh, yes. and Scorsese lost to Costner. Uh, and Goodfellas Dr- is one of those that fans of that just quote the dialogue back and forth. It's just a perfect movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a mo- it's <clears throat> excuse me, like The Godfather. We've talked about this. It's one of those movies you can't turn off when you land yes. when you're yes. clicking channels and you land on it no matter where you land. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hypnotic. I'll add two more. Uh 94, uh, Forrest Gump took best picture over a pretty formidable duo, uh, Pulp Fiction and The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And I love Forrest Gump for a lot of reasons. I'm sure I'll get hate mail from our listeners for this. I do like Zemeckis. Um, I think the, both of those movies are better movies. Yeah. I think Pulp Fiction is, is, is again, one of those movies people yeah. talk about. And The Shawshank Redemption is one of those movies that's timeless, that people will, yeah. be, people will be talking about 100 years from now. I'm convinced of it. I, I'd be curious to see what our listeners think. And lastly, in 97, Titanic, best picture, uh... Over a film I like very much, L.A. Confidential. Oh, you like that picture? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, bu- 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 Russell Crowe. Oh and, yes, and yes. Guy Pierce and James Cromwell was the heavy. And and a, a name that they try not to mention anymore. Uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Danny DeVito was the yeah. Ouija kind of photographer. Uh, yeah, Kim Basinger. Uh, she won actually. She won. I think she won Best Supporting Actress, but. I you know I don't even like Titanic as much as A Night to Remember. Uh, yeah, in 1958. I, I, I think was it's a better not Titanic a big movie. Fan of Titanic. We'll get we'll get hate mail. Yeah. Um. And here I made a little list of other snubbed performances uh, over the years. Wells I'd mentioned was not uh, uh didn't did not nominated for Citizen Kane or was yeah. he nominated and didn't win? Uh, Frankie, can you check that? Oh, Frankie's gone. Okay. Uh. Anthony Perkins, not nominated for playing Norman Bates in wow. Psycho. Um, yeah. I guess it's a smaller part, but it's a pretty good showy yeah. part. Uh, Ruth Gordon, not nominated for Harold and Maude. Okay. Were there really five yeah. better performances by actresses that year? This one's going to kill you. Peter Lorre was not nominated for M. Oh, see that, that one. Yeah. Yeah, and, that was his, his greatest part. Yeah, and Robert Mitchum. Uh, did not win for Night of the Hunter. Wow. Uh, that year, Marty won, Borgnine. Yeah. And that's probably Mitchum's greatest greatest performance. Yeah. Um, Nicholson did not win for Chinatown. Oh. Lost to Art Carney and Harry and Tonto. Oh, yeah. Different kind of performance. Yeah. Love Art Carney. Again, anybody talking about Harry and Tonto? The way they're talking about no, Chinatown? No, and, and, but I think that was another one, like, Art Carney's old, and yes. he's been a fan of his for years. Yes, a sentimental yes. Uh, Oscar. 
Uh, Nicholson did not uh, win for The Shining. In fact, he wasn't even nominated. Wow. Which is interesting. And De Niro won that year for Raging Bull. Well-deserved. Yeah. Um, three other terrific performances in recent years. Dennis Hopper did not win for playing that wonderful character in Blue Velvet. Oh. And two Alexander Payne movies and two performances I love without uh, without Oscar Gold are Paul Giamatti in Sideways. He wasn't even nominated, which yeah. is criminal. Watch that movie. He will break your heart in it. And Reese Witherspoon for uh, her career role as Tracy Flick in Election. Oh. Also, also not... No gold, my friend. So what do you think? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Back to Brando and Pryor, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I, I think uh, Marlon Brando is... <laughs> I'm going to jump past this. Big, big fat ass <laughs> yeah. was climbing on. <laughs> hey, we should get Ileana Douglas back on the show and ask her about oh, that. Oh, yes, she yes. Tried to, she tried to bed Brando. Yeah. Uh, let's get quickly to Corey's request. Corey Stevens, uh, we're making this a two-part producer of the month, and thank you guys for the suggestions, and thank our pal John Fodiatis for our spiffy new producer of the month theme. Uh, he wants to know which of the last 20 Oscar winners will hold up the best over time. Ooh. So I'm going to rattle them off quickly in the next four minutes. Uh, Shakespeare in Love, American Beauty, a picture I like a lot. Yeah, so, I, I think Shakespeare in Love's already forgotten. I think probably. It's got it's got its fans, but I guess the question is are the, which films are going to endure and people are going to look at uh, or be excited about 40, 50 years from now. Gladiator, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. In in the year double zero. Uh, a Beautiful Mind, the following year. Um, here's a movie I think people will watch for years to come, Chicago. Oh. Because it, because the the show has endured. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's it's a very, very well I, made. I don't think A Beautiful Mind will really I hold don't, up think so either isn't that funny the ones i put an asterisk next to were american beauty yeah um uh, and i remember spacey or was it it was sam mendes i think spacey thanked jack lemon and and mendes thanked billy wilder yeah because they were both channeling wilder and i think the apartment a little bit in that picture they 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 viewed it as a modern day wilder picture so i think that one stands the test of time i say chicago um Here's a couple other ones. Lord of the Ring, uh, Lord of the Rings movie, Return of the King. Um, lost to a pretty good movie that year. Do you know Master and Commander with Russell Crowe? Peter Weir oh, movie? Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. very good picture. Um, Million Dollar Baby. Oh, uh, in, that. In 04, the Eastwood picture with Hilary Swank, the, box, oh, okay, the boxing movie. Okay. Um, I thought Sideways was the movie of the year that year, but that's me. Uh, Crash in 05. In the movie Crash? Oh, is that the one where they're... Uh, Sandra Bullock, Oh, your yes, girlfriend. it all had to do with racial... R- racial uh, strife uh, in L.A. And what, what's his name? Dil- Matt Dillon? Matt Dillon's in yeah. it. Uh, yes, a lot, of, a lot of people are in that one. Um, Brokeback Mountain was the movie that year that people yeah. were talking about, and I think is the movie that will endure more than Crash. Um, Scorsese finally gets his Oscar in 06 for The Departed, uh, which was a remake of a... Chinese movie, yeah, I believe. I think or, or Japanese. Japanese movie, yeah. Um, and now that's always been weird. It's a remake of a Japanese movie, but it's based on actual gangsters and a story, yeah, that's American, like yeah. Whitey uh, Strange, 
Very strange. What's his name? A oh, Whitey Bulger. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, the actor, the, yeah, I think he, that was, he wasn't playing Bulger in that one, or the, the character may have been loosely based on him. Yeah. I think he was playing Frank Costello, a different mobster. Oh. In that. No Country for Old Men in 07. You seen that Coen Brothers picture? Oh, yeah. 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 Good performances. I thought Michael oh, Clayton was a movie to, to, already, uh, to admire that year. A good number of these are like... You're forgetting them. Yeah. Okay, I'll get through the list. Oh, in 08, Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, uh, okay. Like, that was, I think, also a movie for its time. Mm-hmm. And no one will That's an interesting it. take. In 09, The Hurt Locker? Oh, yeah. In 2010, The King's Speech? Colin Firth? Good movie. Uh, a movie I liked a lot from 2011, and it was kind of a gimmicky picture, but it's very well made. The Artist. Seen that movie? Oh, okay. John Goodman and I, French actors. Very this, good. This is true. I met the dog. Oh, from, so did I. Yeah, he was at yeah. the Friars Club. Yeah. He was at the Friars Roast. <laughs> what the hell was the name of that dog? He was so cute. The Jack Russell. Oh, shit. I want to say Eddie, but that's the one from Frasier. Yeah. Oh, that dog was so cute. Uh... The movie from 2011 that I loved, and I haven't really talked about it on this show, and I will in future, speaking of Scorsese, is Hugo, which oh, is yeah. just a wonderful movie yeah. that that really should have gotten more attention than it did. Argo in 2012, 12 Years a Slave in 2013, then Birdman, then Spotlight, and last year, uh, not La La Land, uh, Moonlight, yeah. uh, after that that mishap with, uh, with Beatty and the envelope. Oh, my God. God. So which of these, I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to say The Artist, 12 Years a Slave, uh, the, uh, the Departed, Chicago, and American Beauty are the ones that endure. Yeah. And that's purely a guess. Yeah. And you? Yeah. I I don't know. It's, it's like I said, this list. So you're going like, with Problem Child 2? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I think 3 was ignored. <laughs> it was ignored. Yeah. Unfairly. Yeah, it was an injustice. As was your tour de force in Funky Monkey. (laughs) In fact, I'm putting that at the top of this goddamn Oscar injustice list. So thank you to Eric Ryan. Thank you to Corey Stevens. Thank you, John Fodiatis. This was a fun one and an easy one. And we'll see what gets snubbed this year. And we want to wish good luck uh, to our pal Michael Weber, who promised that he was going to wear an orange wedge pin on his tuxedo. Oh, <laughs> to wow. the Oscars. And we're holding you to it, Mike. So. Yeah, you mean Mookie Wookie? That's him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mookie Wookie. You want to take us out, uh, sir? This has been Gilbert. Uh, yeah, that oh, thing. Fuck it. This has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. With Sasheen Littlefeather. Sessions.